So last week, if you remember, uh, we kind of had a focus on justification, right? That our righteousness comes from Christ in Christ alone, right? The only way that you can stand righteous before God one day is if he's looking at you through the blood of Jesus. And so this week uh, has more of a focus, though, on sanctification. Uh, So that point after we're saved, that we are trying to be conformed to the image of Christ. And so I'll ask this question this morning. What does it mean to be a Christian? Is it just that we're saved and we're going to heaven someday, or is it more than that? Uh, Is it really about following Christ? Because that's what Paul seems to think uh, here in this passage, is that uh, what being a Christian is all about is that constant pursuit of Christ-likeness uh, in our lives. So that's what we really need uh, to focus on after our salvation, is constantly striving to be more and more like our Savior. All right, let's go ahead and go to Lord in prayer before uh, we open up God's Word this morning. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you uh, for uh, the time that we all had with our families, uh, Lord, and um, just to uh, give thanks to you. And um, I thank you for that time, Lord. And I thank you for the time uh, that we have here uh, to dive into your word, Lord. I thank you for uh, providing your word for us. Uh, please help us to have an open mind this morning to what you have to teach us um, and allow us to retain your word uh, as we leave from here this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. And so you'll probably be pretty happy. I think this is going to be a short one this morning, but you never know. I could be lying. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Um, and we're going to read verses 12 through 16. And these verses really pick up where we left off uh, last week, where, you know, uh, talking about attaining righteousness in Jesus Christ. And then Paul uh, moves on here. Then he talks about uh that he hasn't fully attained what he wants to have, uh, this full conformity in Jesus Christ. Note that in this passage, Paul is not talking about attaining salvation here. Uh, he's, a, he's talking about attaining conformity with Jesus Christ. So this is not works-based salvation. This is, this is works after salvation. So let's go ahead and read. Uh, it says, starting verse 12, Uh, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will, will, will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Uh, Let us be of the same mind. And so this is a pretty awesome passage here. Uh, now, 
I could be done in about five minutes explaining this passage, but I'm going to try to explain it a little bit more than that. But essentially, uh, what Paul is talking about here is he starts off basically saying, you know, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? We have a lot of room to grow. Uh, we need to keep pressing towards Christ. And then at the end of it, if anybody thinks that they're perfect, God's going to show you otherwise. That's, that's kind of what Paul, that, that's the gist of what Paul is saying here. Um, this re passage reminds me of one of my favorite movie quotes of all time. Uh, it's from, you know, the best series of movies of all time, Rocky, right? So if you disagree, uh, you're free to be wrong on that. But uh, anyway, uh, arguably the worst movie in the series has one of the best uh, lines in it. Uh, there's this scene where Rocky Balboa is talking to his adult son, and they're in an argument, and uh, Rocky's giving him some life advice. And he says, life is not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. This is one of the best lines ever. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is so true for our walk as Christians as well. We are constantly being bombarded by temptations of the world and all kinds of things like that. But we are called to follow after Christ. We need to keep moving forward in that. You know, one of the biggest dangers in being a Christian is stagnation, right? It's, it's getting lazy with our walk with Christ. We need to always be moving forward. Even if that's inches at a time, we need to be moving forward uh, in our walk with Christ. And never think that you are done growing, because the minute you think you're done growing, something's going to happen to make you realize that you're not done growing. So uh, don't, do not rest uh, in your walk with Christ. So the first part of this, just this first verse here is kind of a, a summary of the following verses. Uh, and really, Paul shows here that we are all a work in progress. Uh, we are all a work in progress, right? Nobody, nobody is perfect. Nobody's complete uh, in Christ. And so Philippians 3.12, I'll read this again. It says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And that's such a beautiful verse there, and we're going to break that down. Uh, but the first thing he says here, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. So again, we are not perfect. Amen? Amen. We're not perfect. Please, if, if somebody doesn't, if somebody thinks they're, they're perfect, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you there. Uh, please don't. If you think you're perfect, the first thing that you need to understand is that's a prideful statement, and you're already not perfect because of that. So there you go. Um, humble yourself. All right. Uh, so the first thing he says here is had not attained. Uh, he Not that I have already attained. We already talked about this a little bit. This is not Paul saying that he hasn't attained salvation. But he, what he's saying here is he hasn't yet attained the level of relationship with Christ that he desires to have. And so, basically, there's room to grow there. Um, to attain means to take hold of, right? To, to grasp, right? Um, so Paul, again, had not attained this full relationship with Christ 
that he wanted to have. That's such a beautiful thing there because if you don't have a great relationship with Christ, right, you should understand that you need to attain a better relationship with Christ. And if you have a great relationship with Christ, you should understand, and I'm sure that we do understand, if you have a great relationship with Christ, you should know that it can be even better, right? So always knowing that even if you have an awesome relationship with Christ, look forward and look at how much better it could even be past that. That's, that's the mind that Paul has here. Uh, this is the mind that we need to have. Um, then he also says, uh, or am already perfected. Uh, the word perfect means complete, right? And so it's still missing pieces, right? Uh, Paul freely admitted that he is still a work in progress uh, and was not finished growing. And so I'll say this to you. If Paul, right, widely considered, you know, the greatest missionary ever, uh, considered himself to be a work in progress, that he wasn't perfect, then we should have no problem saying that we are still works in progress, right? Then he says here that he presses on, and you're going to see this word uh, again in a little bit, but we must press on. We must press on. To press on means to follow or hunt or chase or pursue like a hunter tracking his prey. Such an awesome thing. So this is, this is the vigor that Paul is pursuing after Christ, pursuing his relationship with Christ, like a hunter stalking uh, their prey. So this gives me a little bit of the opportunity to talk about hunting a little bit. Not that I'm an expert hunter or anything, but one thing I do know is that in hunting, you have to have absolute focus. Right? It's not just, you know, you're not just looking out for animals. You're kind of looking for tracks on the ground. You're looking for the signs. Uh, you're keeping your ears open to what you can hear around you. If you hear like a little crack of the twigs, you know, you want to look in that direction, right? Hunting takes all of your focus, right? And this is the way that we should be pursuing Christ, like a hunter. We should be constantly looking for Christ in our lives. We should have 100% focus on that goal of attaining that uh, really great relationship with Jesus Christ. So this was the aggressiveness that Paul had uh, in pursuing his relationship with Christ. Paul was relentless uh, in his pursuit of conformity with Christ. So he didn't just want to be close to Christ. How you get close to Christ is you be more like Christ. That's how you get close to Jesus. And the closer you get to Jesus, the more like Jesus you will become. So it's self-feeding. This is the attitude that we all need to have. We all need to have this pursuit of Christ, uh, of Christ-likeness in our lives. We, can't we have to understand that this takes work in our lives. Uh, we can't just sit back and uh, it, let it happen because it won't. Uh, if you think that being like Christ is something that will just happen to you magically as you get older being a Christian, uh, you're wrong. It takes work. Uh, like any growth in life, it takes work. Uh, even, you know, I'm figuring out 
right now uh, working out and trying to get the body that I want to have it takes work if I sit down and think that it's going to happen uh, the opposite will happen right I'm gonna get more fat <laughs> so it's like that right if we get lazy on our relationship with Christ then it gets worse not better and so it constantly takes work to build a relationship with Christ then he says something really beautiful here at the end of this verse. He talks about laying hold of Christ uh, as, well, here, I'll just read it again really quick. It says, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And so what he's talking about there is taking hold of Christ as Christ has taken hold of him. Uh, such a beautiful thing to say there. Uh, really encapsulates what sanctification is, uh, what being conformed to Christ really is. Uh, the Greek word for lay hold uh, means to apprehend, seize, or overtake. To apprehend, seize, or overtake. And so what Paul is wanting to do here is really grab on to Jesus Christ, to overtake him, to really just, this is not a bad sense of this word. He wants to completely grasp Jesus. Why does he want to do this? He says, uh, basically, as Christ has already laid hold of me, right? See, Paul was seized by Christ on the road to Damascus and wanted to fully grasp Christ in that same way. And so when we think about this, when we think about justification versus sanctification, justification, when you're saved, that is Christ laying hold of you. Sanctification is that process throughout your life of laying hold of Jesus Christ, right? Of chasing that conformity with Jesus Christ that we should all be looking for. And so how do, how do we do this in our lives? How do, we, how do we chase that conformity with Christ? Well, Paul gives us three things that we need to do in the next verses. These are forgetting, reaching, and pressing. You might say forgetting, right? Well, we're going to get into that in a moment. But forgetting, reaching, and pressing. Let's go ahead and read uh, verses 13 through 14. Excuse me, just a moment. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my household has been very loud uh, the past week, so all the talking, you know, started to lose my voice. Uh, but anyway, uh, it says, starting at verse 13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Notice he again says there, you know, he hasn't gotten a hold of it yet. Uh, but he says, But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. So what's awesome here is Paul says, this one thing I do, right? If, if anything else, this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching for the things which are ahead. This is essentially what it means to be a Christian, uh, to become more and more conformed to the image of Christ. 
We need to leave our worldly ways behind us. And this is a continual act. And then reach forward to the things which are ahead, to the things that Christ wants us to do. Again, closeness with Christ does not come about by itself, but by passionate, active pursuit of his person. So the first thing he says here that we need to do uh, in this verse is forgetting, forgetting, right? Uh, now, this word forgetting, it doesn't just mean, you know, oh, you just absentmindedly forget things. No, it literally means to put things out of your mind. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's talking about salvation there. So you're saved. You are a new creation in Christ. All things have become new, right? And so we need to leave those sinful ways behind us when we're saved. Now, it's a very hard thing to do, right? But we are called to do just that. But it doesn't stop there, right? Like I said, this word forgetting, it's not a one-time thing. Uh, it's a continual action. Anything that gets in the way of our pursuit of conformity with Christ, we need to put it out of our minds, right? That's what that word forgetting means, to put it out of our minds. So anything in our life that is stopping us or slowing us down from our relationship with Jesus Christ, it needs to go. It needs to go. You know, I think about, if you think about someone running a race, right? Especially like, you know, when people do the hurdles, right? Do you, do you see the people that are running and jumping over the hurdles? Uh, are they constantly looking behind them at the hurdles they already jumped over? No, absolutely not. Why? Because there's more hurdles ahead of them, and if they're looking behind them, they're going to trip over the ones that are in front of them. This is the same thing with our walk with Christ. We need to not be constantly looking behind us. We need to leave the things that are behind us behind us, and be focused on the things ahead because if we don't when we're, we're going to have some massive uh, setbacks ahead of us we need to be looking towards christ we need to be looking towards that goal and sprinting towards him uh, paul is actually using a lot of imagery here of a runner uh, he he does this uh, quite a bit in his writings um, but he use uses athletic imagery quite a bit so if you're constantly looking behind you you are going to trip up on things that are ahead of you. The next thing he says here, past forgetting, right? We can't just forget things of the past, but we have to be reaching towards the things that are ahead. The word for reaching means to strain toward uh, and came to express the idea of exerting energy to the uttermost, right? And so basically, literally, the image in your mind, again, should be of a runner literally reaching out towards the finish line uh, to try to get across it first. That's, that's what they're straining towards, right? This is the effort which, with which we should be reaching towards Jesus Christ. We should literally be straining our bodies trying to get closer to him. Again, it takes effort to be like Christ in our lives. 
That's, again, doesn't come by accident, right? As with anything in our life, any type of growth takes effort, takes discipline. You know, um, I was, I used to think to myself whenever I saw, you know, some of these successful people, man, they just must have something in them that makes it easier to be focused on those things. And if you ask all of them, they say, no, it doesn't, it's not easier at all. They hate doing a lot of the stuff that they do that makes them better, but they do it anyway. They have the discipline to do it anyway. Uh, there's a, a guy that I uh, watch sometimes and he's pretty motivational. Um, if you watch him, you know, he does have some profanity because he's a military guy, but uh, his name's David Goggins and he's this long distance runner. And he was a super heavy guy uh, and then decided that he wanted to join the Navy SEALs, but he had to lose a bunch of weight, right? And he has the record for the most attempts to become a Navy SEAL before he did it, right? Finally, when he was in his last uh, stretch, they told him this is the last time you can attempt to be a Navy SEAL. And he broke his leg while trying to become a Navy SEAL. And what he did was he wrapped up his leg and continued on and didn't tell anybody about it. So he, he finished the Navy SEAL training uh, on a broken leg. And so this is a mentally tough man. But then also after that, after he got out of the military, he started becoming this long distance runner. And he said in an interview, he said, uh, I loved it when I was fat. Uh, he said, I would love to get up and just, you know, not do anything. He says, I hate getting up in the morning and going for a three or four or five mile run. But he does it anyway because it makes him better. It, it, it get, keeps him physically in shape. He wants to go achieve things. So basically he said, it's hard. And so if we're ever thinking about being lazy in life, right, it's easy to be lazy. It's, it's hard to be disciplined. And this is, this is how we should be pursuing Jesus Christ. It is hard, and we have to understand that. But we are called to do it anyway. So we should be constantly reaching. Uh, I also wanted to mention here, there's this concept uh, in science called entropy, right? Uh, basically, if anything that is left alone will eventually uh, decay and fall apart. That's the basic law of entropy. Uh, also, when you get into thermodynamics, uh, everything gets colder over time. It takes energy to warm things up or to put things into order, right? Again, this is our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we leave it alone, it's just going to go away. We have to put work into it. We have to do those devotionals. We have to pray. We have to do all of these things to improve. You have to crack open your Bible every once in a while and see how much dust is accumulated on it right? You have to look at it every once in a while if you want to grow uh, in Christ. But, you know, I, I've, as I've kind of noticed, the more effort you do put into it, uh, over time, I think it gets easier to go ahead and do those things, right? It's very hard at first, but uh, it, the amount of effort doesn't change, but it kind of, something in your head, once you start having the discipline to do those things, uh, it gets easier in your brain to just switch it on and say, I'm going to do this this morning. I'm going to read my, do my devotional this morning. I'm going to pray this morning. I'm going to do all these things, right? And so uh, it takes work, but it does, I will say that it does get easier over time uh, to just go ahead and do it, right? Again, this is like a 
runner, this reaching, this is like a runner reaching towards that finish line. Right? That, that's the imagery here. Then it says, or then, then Paul says that we should be pressing towards the call. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read that again. <clears throat> he, said, he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. I press towards the goal. Again, this word for press, it means to chase or hunt, right? So we're actively looking for Jesus Christ in our life. And it, it really gives a, a greater sense than just looking. I mean, you can look for something, and then you could really look for something, right? Uh, I don't know if you've ever you know, lost your keys and you really needed to be somewhere on time, and you're looking through your whole house for those keys, right? You're looking very carefully for your keys. That's kind of the sense here, right? You're not just casually looking around. You are searching. That's the way that we should be searching after Christ in our lives. What is the prize here? The prize, uh, the word for prize means that which is given for victory. And at the end of Paul's life, he says that he, he's gotten this. He knows he's, he, he knows he's got it ahead of him, right? This is in 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. This is what this prize is here. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on the day, or sorry, on that day. <clears throat> and not to me only, but to all, uh, to all, sorry, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And so this upward calling here, uh, this upward calling is, again, complete conformity with Christ, which, again, is a, pro is a process that begins at the moment of salvation. And so, you know, the, this conformity with Christ, it doesn't, you don't immediately have it when you're saved. It's a process that will last your whole life. It, Nobody here alive is completely conformed to Christ. And if you say different, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Like, that, that's it. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, we're not. That's why we need to keep working at it throughout our lives. We're, we're never going to reach that goal in our lifetime. It's something that we constantly need to be striving for. Uh, it's, again, not a bad thing that we need to reach towards this goal because again Jesus Christ is that prize right the last part of this it's kind of funny so Paul started this off right saying talking about how he uh, had not yet attained and he basically is a, a work in progress and he needs to grow the last part of this is much the same don't ever believe in your life that you are done growing I don't care how old you are. You could be 90 years old. You are not grow, done growing closer to Jesus Christ. You're never done growing. Philippians 3, 15 through 16 says, Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. 
Let us be of the same mind. So I want to look at that first part again. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, right, have this mind. So what Paul is saying there is that if you are a mature Christian, you will realize that you still need to grow. It's kind of funny. Uh, this is kind of a saying in seminary that we've talked about. You know, the first year seminary students always think that they know everything. And then by the second or third year, you realize that you don't know anything, right? You, the more knowledge about God that you get, the more you realize that you don't know. The more you realize you don't know everything. It's the same thing in our regular walk with Christ, right? The closer we get to Jesus, the more we should realize that there's more potential to grow, right? We're never done growing. So again, if you're a mature Christian, and I hope you are, if you're a mature Christian, you will realize you still have a lot to go. You still have a lot, a lot of room to grow in your life. Now, the flip side of that, Paul says, If any of you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. It's not me saying it, right? If any of you think otherwise, if any, in other words, if anybody think, thinks that they're perfect, right? If anybody thinks they're done growing, God's going to show you, show you different, right? If you think you're perfect, God will show you otherwise. So basically, humble yourself or God will humble you. We need to realize that in life. Something, if you start thinking and getting proud of yourself, God's gonna, there's something that's gonna happen in your life. I don't know what it is, but there will be something that God's gonna say, nope, you still got a lot of room to grow. It's gonna happen, right? Sometimes we need those checks in our lives, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, we need to be checked by God because uh, if we, if God left us to our own devices, right, uh, we would be thinking we're the best, you know, people on earth. Uh, look at what happened with the Tower of Babel, right? Uh, people ha- started to get their way and they decided they were going to build a tower to the heavens. They got checked by God, right? We need to realize that we can always grow. The last part of this. He says, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, okay? So uh, the maturity that we've already got, right? He says, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. So Paul is calling the Philippian believers there to have the same mind that he has and realizing that he's still got a lot of room to grow, right? And that's a sign of maturity, realizing that you have a lot of room to grow. And he says, let us be unified in that. Let's be of the same mind in that, right? So not just Paul having that, but everybody, right? So basically what he's saying is, is that we should all be unified together in growing towards being more like Christ. We should all be helping each other in that. So being focused on Christ in our lives means that we must continue to grow. That is the gist of this sermon this morning. We must realize that there is always room to grow in our lives. That is what being Christ-focused in our lives is, right? 
that we, we, if you think about that runner again, right? And there's the finish line there. Imagine Jesus is standing just on the other side of that finish line. That's what we're reaching for. That's what we're striving towards. That's what we are pressing towards in our lives. If you can keep that image in your mind that Jesus is waiting for you just right at the end of the road, then we should not be walking, right? We should be sprinting towards him. We should be trying to gobble up every bit of scripture that we can, become as much like Christ as we can in our lives, because Christ is the goal there. That's, that's what we are reaching towards. If we can remember that, it should be easy for us to follow Christ in our lives. I'll close this morning with a song of invitation as a piano song leader come. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your first step in all of this is pretty simple. Uh, repent of your sin and believe in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. All you have to do is pray and repent and believe. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us. He did all of the work for us. All you have to do is accept it, and then you're saved. That's it. That's not the end of everything. You should, out of gratitude, be growing more and more like Christ. So turn to Jesus this morning. Don't leave here without doing that if you haven't already.